Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. I hope you're having a good start to the year. It seems that business could be getting back to some kind of stability at some point, whatever that new equilibrium is. Each time things get going, we seem to run into a roadblock, don't we? But here's hoping this time things will settle down, even if it is a slow and steady approach. All things considered, our locations have done fairly well over the last two years, and we're really looking forward to 2022 with a number of our projects coming to fruition. Now, one of my main objectives of this podcast is to help make this industry more accessible to private investors. And coming from residential myself and investing in that sector, commercial seemed like a natural progression. I hope you do seriously consider this investment class for your own portfolio because it has done some amazing things for us and for others we work with. And as our consultancy business grows, I'm seeing similar results happening for other investors that we're working with. Now, I'm actually away in skiing in Europe right now. And I wanted to see how easy it would be for me to record an episode whilst away, whether it would be a distraction or actually something that I could just fit in and around about what I'm doing. It has been amazing weather, by the way. Not a cloud in the sky and not a breath of wind. The snow is pretty good too. I'm thinking I need to organise some kind of commercial property retreat at some point in the future. Anyone interested in that idea? Let me know. Hopefully the sound quality is going to be okay. I didn't want to bring out my big Yeti microphone and I'm just using the lapel mic. So let's see how it goes. Now, I've been thinking about some questions I get asked and some of the questions that new commercial investors tend to ask themselves. Sometimes they overthink things and other times the question just maybe needs reframing. Now, each of the questions I'm going to cover will help you to build your own investment criteria, which will make things so much easier once you've worked that out. You might have lots of questions in your head already, of course, and don't need any more from me, so sorry about that. You might have some Big barriers right now, such as where on earth am I going to get the money? But there are some fundamental questions that you might not have thought about yet. My goal is not to add to the confusion, but to help you get some clarity. This episode might make you think of some important questions that will shape your overall approach. Plus, the questions are not always as you might expect. Now, one of the first things you need to be asking yourself is what do I want long term from this? You could get into commercial and do a flip. You could get into commercial, do a development, and then move it on. And that's okay, and that'll produce you an income. But my podcast is really about developing passive income. So I want you to think about what are you looking for long term if that is the strategy you want to do as well. And it's trying to work out what are those implications on the investing right now. The next question some people don't ask themselves, but I think you should think about, is how much is enough? What is a target that's going to make a real significant impact for you? What income do you need to achieve for your overall goals from commercial property? Because it's quite important that you actually 
break that back down and working out what those steps are to get there. Of course, how much is enough is a really personal question, isn't it? And some of us find it difficult to answer that one, I know. But, you know, you have to think about a level of attainment that is really something that's going to push you and make you do something a little bit more out of your comfort zone, but equally something that fits around how commercial property can generate income. So the next thing I want to talk about was what sectors or area do I want to concentrate on? And that's a question I get asked quite a lot. And in terms of where do I start looking, this will again depend on your strategy, but I would not overly worry about it right at the start. And I know that's not the best thing to hear, but I just wouldn't. You need to learn stuff, you see. So just pick an area and study it. It might not end up being the area or the investment area that you actually end up spending money in, but it will teach you a lot. I think the important thing is don't spread your geographical area too wide because you can never get in under the skin and understand what's happening in that local market. And sectorial decisions, i.e. am I in retail, office, what, what type of sector am I going to invest in? Those decisions can also come a little bit later once you've placed yourself in the swim. Once you're out there trying to find out what's happening in that geographical area. As I've mentioned before, my approach tends to be building first. It's finding problem buildings in a geographical area. And once I've understood what the area is looking for or needing, can I find problem buildings that will be suitable to be adapted to suit that particular demand that I've identified? So slightly different. Some people go out with a cookie cutter approach, and that's fine. For me, I like to get really under the skin of an area, work out what the demand is in that area, and try and find problem buildings that I can change to suit that demand. Another question I get asked, do I really know enough or am I just kidding myself? The question should really be, where are the gaps in my power team? So for instance, is your current lawyer or solicitor actually the best to lead you through the vagaries of the commercial property market? What about your builder and trades? Do they actually carry out commercial contracts or are they just really good at residential, but only residential? I've spoken to a number of investors recently who want to bypass residential investing and go straight into commercial. I also know a number who have done just that. So don't worry about whether you must build up resi experience beforehand. It will, of course, add to that knowledge base, but it's not a complete necessity. This can be learned, and there is nothing like getting out there to build up your understanding of how this all goes together. I think it's really important, though, to immerse yourself in the market, understand how things go together, and from that, you will work out where the gaps are in your own knowledge, but also in the power team that you have. So write down what you need to learn and just get it sorted one step at a time. I appreciate you don't know what you don't know, but if you've ever bought a house, then you already know the fundamentals. Now you need to learn the quirks, of course, engage with others who are further ahead or those professionals to get those gaps filled. But it's up to you to work out where those gaps are and then go and seek out the people that can help fill them. Which leads me on to another question. Who do I know that can help? Now you might be surprised. Do you have friends who invest? Are there friends that you have who are in commercial circles? Maybe on a professional basis, they might not have invested in commercial property, but maybe there's a surveyor or a valuer that you know. Why don't you think about having a conversation with them? Who is in your professional or personal network that would agree to actually meet you for a coffee and a quick conversation to help you on your way. Most people, when asked, are more than happy to help as long as you ask in the right way. You need to be a bit humble about it and you need to ask for their help. 
while you're getting started on this journey? Most people will say yes. The next question I get asked quite a lot is what size of property should I be looking at? There are so many factors affecting this that it would be a whole series of podcasts. Strategy, location, country, sector, all have an influence. It's kind of a misleading question to ask, I feel. So try and avoid it, at least at the start, when you don't quite know what type of project is going to work for you. You see, there's a more fundamental question to ask, really. Am I going to invest in passive or active projects? This is a critical question, and you need to consider it right at the start. It will really affect the type of properties that you pursue. It comes back to that investment criteria I was talking about at the start. Let me just talk you through the stages. There are two stages to active investing, okay? And of course, there's passive investments. And passive investments or investment properties, as the experts call them, or investment grade, this is where you buy a property, generally with a tenant in situ, and is a straightforward ROI exercise. These tend to be single-let properties on an FRI lease with a number of years still to run. The multiple applied to the net income to come up with the value of the property will depend on a number of usual factors, such as the actual rental income itself, of course, the length of the lease remaining, the dilapidations, the strength of the covenant. These are all things you've probably heard people talk about, which is basically the tenant credibility or financial stability. The sector and whether it's in favour right now, plus the location. And fundamentally, this form of investing is about passive income. Then those two forms of active investing. The first is the redevelopment or adding value stage through active management and getting new tenants or agreements in place. So there's a bit more risk with this. And the physical redevelopment itself can be a light project or it can be significantly more than the original purchase price. They can be pretty large. Once this process is over, because it is a process, then the property will become more passive for you to enjoy the income or sell on as an investment grade property and reinvest your gains into the next project. So basically, there's buying a property that's already got a tenant situ and there's an income straight away. The second part here, more active, is buying a property that's maybe got some. Um, vacancy or a tenant changing over or a possibility of a, of doing some asset management with that client that's in there. The second stage of active investing though, or the third stage overall if you will, is to continue with the active management of the property and development. This active management or operations takes time, but the rewards can be more than just an increase in margin but also an increase in property value because you have the ability to constantly tweak the income. This setup tends to favour shorter leases or even licences to occupy. It's coming back to that CMO with a, an active management strategy. But that third one does take time and effort, so there's no getting around that. But it's a fundamental question, this one. And it really it's about, is this a park and hold strategy for you? where you're going to invest some money that you're earning elsewhere into some cash flowing assets or an active way to build your cash flow and portfolio value. And I'd definitely put myself in the second. A passive income can bring good cash flow, of course, for those of you who have access to finance and maybe not so much time. The returns can be from, say, 4 to 12% or more, depending on your appetite to risk. But for those of you that are keen to build up your portfolio value and your cash flow, then some of the more active strategies might really help.
And the last point on this particular question is some of you will listen to episode 101, where I talk about how to make an active business, so that's really that third stage, into a more passive investment. It is possible to do that and to grow a property business and then move it over to more passive. You put the work in up front, build your systems, and then switch over to passive. It's not entirely that easy. You do need to learn new skills and focus, but it can certainly accelerate your property portfolio size, definitely. So the next question I get asked, and the last one I'm going to talk about today, how much money do I need? Or how much money can I afford to put in? I think a better question to ask should be, how much am I comfortable investing? As a total, this is around your appetite for risk and also your ability to raise finance. Some of you may be restricted by the fact you think you need a 40% deposit and you're going to borrow 60% from the bank. If we need 40% deposit, then that might be restricting the type and size of property where we're going for because we have this scotoma that that is the only way of doing it. But there are other ways to get overall finance. And this brings up a much more interesting question. Where am I getting the money from? Yes, you might have some of your own or you might not. But let's open up the big can of worms here and talk about where we're going to get money from. You could, of course, get it from the bank, but there are challenges around that. And you could get it from peer-to-peer lending or other private investors. This opens up huge possibilities, but also exposes you to a question about your own inner self-worth. The process can definitely take you outside of your comfort zone. I appreciate talking about getting private investment from people that maybe you don't know right now, how and why they're going to lend me all this money. Well, it is possible, but there may be some people already in your network, as I found out, who will invest with you. But you have to get yourself into that position. It's not so much in terms of your business or your strategy or anything like that. It's actually in your head. That's the bit you've really got to try and work on, is the ability to create enough credibility in your own screenplay in your head about yourself and what you're doing and build yourself up. Think about the things you have succeeded at and some of the stuff you've learned rather than comparing yourself with other people. The whole process of raising money can be a challenge for people and I totally appreciate that. And it doesn't happen overnight, that change of thinking. But when it does, it opens up huge possibilities for you. So if you haven't started your commercial property ventures yet, then this should help you make some more strategic decisions. As Stephen Covey says, you need to begin with the end in mind. So let's quickly run through those eight again. Let's just do a quick recap. What am I looking for long term? It's a really important question. Some of you will not ask that of yourselves because you're not sure how to answer it. But you should really concentrate on that because it will help define the types of investments you're going to make. Number two, what income do I need to achieve my overall goals? Leads on from the first one. Once you've worked out what you're trying to do long term, then you can break it back down. Third one, what sectors or area do I want to concentrate on? But I would not overly worry about this right at the start. The fourth question, do I really know enough or am I just kidding myself? I think the more pragmatic question you should ask is, where are the gaps in my power team? Where are the gaps that I can fill with other people and other resources that will make it so that I am in a stronger position to go ahead with my commercial journey. You don't have to know everything yourself. The fifth one was, who do I know that can help? You might be really surprised at the people that actually are in your professional or even your 
personal network that could really fundamentally help you take those first steps in commercial. The sixth one is, what size of property should I be looking at? I think that's a misleading question to ask, so try and avoid it. A more fundamental question should be number seven. Am I going to invest in passive or active projects? That's a really important one. And remember, as I say, there's three different elements to that. Firstly, just buying a passive or investment-grade property. Second one is the active strategy of developing it out, doing some management um, process of actually improving the leases or licenses, whatever it's in there, or developing the project into something new that then gets a tenant and you could flip it on or you enjoy the income. But the point is there's a very active element at this front end there. The third one was actually then continuing with the active investment where you are actually looking after the property, looking after the operations of the property and ensuring that it is constantly being tweaked and getting better and better. The eighth one, the last one was how much money do I need or how much money can I afford to put in? But I think that question should be, where am I getting the money from? Not can I afford £20,000 or £5,000 or whatever it is that you think you can squeeze out of somewhere or another. It's actually, where am I going to get the money from? Open your mind up to other possibilities. So, there we go. That's the eight for just now. If any of you think of any other ones you want to ask, by all means, send them over to us. We'll put together a podcast series or a podcast episode based around some of those questions. I just want to say thanks to Carl for your review on iTunes last week. Very kind of you to take the time to offer some feedback. Not only does it make my day, but it also helps raise the profile of the podcast, of course. And if you've listened to a few of our episodes and found some value so far, please take a moment, like Carl, to leave a positive review. Now, January's nearly up. And as I said, I hope your year has begun well and you managed to get those big projects tackled. You know, one of the ones that you keep putting off or thinking about, but not actually starting. Perhaps investing in commercial property is one of those. Hopefully today's episode has helped give you a focus on that goal again, and maybe you think you will think of a few questions you could be asking yourself. If you have any other questions, as I say, please feel free to reach out directly to myself or put them in the Facebook group, or ideally, if you send them over to me, we'll do another podcast episode. It's been great to talk to you, but I have some ski slopes to get back out to, and those skis don't turn themselves, you know. So until next time, have a great week. 